This program is brought to you by the Living Church Boise. This is Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker on FM 94.1 The Voice. Last week I told you that God stopped me from preaching the message that God had for us last week and He had me preach a different message in the book of Job. But He said, I want you to pause in these four chapters and don't get to this. (laughs) And this week I was feeling very inadequate to jump into these four chapters because these four chapters, it's God speaking. And I don't want to butcher it. I mean, I'm trembling right now being like, God, I, I really don't want to do this. I mean, there are people around me that are falling sick and I'm like, maybe I will get sick. You know, and I, feel I will be like Jonah and, and I will do something else. And I was like, maybe I'll just preach from the book of Psalms and God's like, don't you dare. You know, I've been up all night a few times this week wrestling with this passage, being very careful. Not all of the Bible is God's word, but there are certain parts that you need to sit up and pay attention to. These four chapters is one of those. These four chapters, it seems like, and, and you might have read about these four chapters. You might have heard about these four chapters. You might have stumbled upon them in your yearly Bible reading. And it's like, I have no idea what to do with this. Okay. And I'm not here to open your mind to these beautiful new revelations. No, I just want to share with you what I believe God wants to share if you're a part of the living church, what God wants to encourage you with from these things that God is talking to Job about. The title for this morning's message is God Found Me. (laughs) Man, we've been going 38 chapters with when God cannot be found. And when God cannot be found, it seems like hope cannot be found. And the Bible tells me that hope deferred makes the heart weak. When God cannot be found, hope is lost. And maybe you're sitting, you're feeling hopeless. 38 chapters of God not being found. When God cannot be found, understanding is lost. This last day, we're running around with that understanding, looking on social media, looking on news, trying to get a glimpse into what in the world is happening in our world. What is happening in the church? What is ha- God, where are you? When God cannot be found, purpose is lost. Uh, with a very broken heart, I had to tell you that just in this last year, the news of suicide, the news of death, has left believers wondering, what is the purpose? What's the point in all of this? Today, as we unpack these passages, you're going to see the awesomeness of God. And you can feel like, as if, okay, God, you're so great. So I just need to give up on life because I have no power. I have no purpose. I have no hope. I have no understanding. But God is going to change that when he finds you. And he's going to tell you to hold on to what is true, to hold on to what is true. When God cannot be found, faith is lost because he's the author and perfecter of your faith. And you come up to church but you lack faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God and you feel distant from God. When God cannot be found, righteousness is lost. Your one defense, your one righteousness, when God cannot be found is gone. When God cannot be found, blessings are gone. When God cannot be found, restoration, the hope of restoration is gone. When God cannot be found, wisdom is gone. Privilege is gone. Favor is gone. And all is lost. And all of these topics I'm telling you is from our past sermons that we've gone through in the book of Job. And you got to go listen to it. Because we're living in a time when the enemy is bringing fear. And I know I'm not talking to people who have it all together. The enemy brings fear. He might not bring fear in your life, but he'll bring fear in your life about your children, about your grandchildren, about your relatives living across the world, about the people in your church, about your job, about your office. And the enemy will come in like a flood. And I want you to know that this morning, God brought you here because he's going to find you. I'm so excited for that. I'm so excited for this because this word is so powerful this morning that I couldn't put pen to paper, man. I just could not. You know, sometimes it's, I don't know if you ever talk talk to your spouse and you're like, there's so much I want to tell you. I just cannot put words into it, right? And then you start speaking in tongues. And God 
gives her the gift of interpretation. And she's like, God told me to tell you to give you the credit card and not ask any questions, right? I, I'm joking. <laughs> and all the ladies said, Amen. You know? <laughs> there are three things I want to unpack this morning in these four chapters, okay? God knows, God cares, and God protects. God knows, God cares, God protects. Very simple truths, extremely simple truths from a very complicated passage in the Bible. I love taking simple truths from complicated passages. And these four chapters, God is going to ask Job more than a hundred questions. God is asking Job questions. Is it because God does not know the answers? LOL, JK, God knows everything. Okay. When God asks a question, it's not because God does not know the answer. It's because God wants you to know what you don't know and what you do know and the extent of your knowledge. Because when you're going through hard times, when you're going through suffering, when you're going through whatever it is, your season you're walking through right now, it's possible for you to feel like, I need to coach God a little bit. I need to coach God on how to parent my children. I did everything right. It was God who led them astray. It was the church that led them astray. It was the youth pastor in his ripped jeans that led them astray. If only I could sit down and have coffee with God and just tell him how to talk to my son, how to talk to my daughter, how to talk to my spouse. Oftentimes we feel like we need to coach God, but God is going to ask Job these questions, not for Job to give answers to him, but for Job to understand that God knows, God cares, and God protects. And whatever season you're walking through in your life right now, these are not bandages that God is putting on your life to cover up what's there. But this is medicine that God's applying to your wound for you to receive the truth that will set you free. I know there's anybody here that wants to be set free this morning. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Number one, God knows. It's going to be easy, right? Three things. God knows, God cares. And what's the third one? God protects. Good, good. And, and this, this, I was telling my children when I was walk, uh, driving to church, walking to church. That would be the bad. By the way, we got a new car. Okay, so I was telling you like we had to hitch a ride. We got, and it's a fantastic car too. Yeah, uh, name it and claim it, baby. You know, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. I told you I wouldn't tease pastors and here I am. God knows, God knows, God knows. In these four chapters, um, if you want some sort of a breakdown to, if you want to go back home and study it, when one chapter, God is going to ask Job if Job can explain creation. And then he's going to ask Job, can you maintain creation? And then he's going to ask Job, can you tame God's creation? Okay, that's kind of the outline, but I'm going to pull these three uh, headings of God knows, God cares, God protects, God knows. Uh, it might've been a rough week, a rough month, a rough year for you. Uh, Job will identify with whatever you're walking through and even more because what's happening till the chapter 38 could have been about a year long. Job is sitting in his ash heap his friends have come to console him. They've come to pacify him, but instead they start preaching at him. You don't want someone preaching at you when you're heartbroken. You know, preaching at you, preaching at you. Like, no, I, I just want to be heard. Let me vent. Let me have some words for the wind. Let me vent a little bit. Don't correct my theology when I'm venting. You know, uh, sometimes we're like, oh, I got to come, I got to defend God. And we see that God actually gets mad at these friends who are apologists who are trying to defend God. Because they end up saying things that's wrong. In fact, we're going to see in the book of Galatians in, uh, on, on the 4th of July, how its faith needs to work itself in love. And that pretty much is how a Christian life, faith working itself in love. And these guys aren't walking in faith, neither are they working in love. Job is sitting in his ash heap. His body is covered in sores. All his children are dead. 
all his children are dead. Every single one of them. I mean, Jacob lost Joseph and he says, I will take my grief to the grave. Job loses all his children. That day would have been the most miserable day for Job. He says, I curse the day I was born because of this one day when one after another, the servants come to him and talk, tell him of disaster. One after another, disaster, disaster. I don't know if you had a phone call this week. I hate to call you about this, but disaster. A text message, an email, a sound in your car. All of a sudden, bank balance gone. The sound of disaster. And no matter what you're suffering and walking through in pain, this passage or this book in the book of Job, you should be able to identify with this. He's struggling. And for 38 chapters, he's like, God, where are you? Help me to make sense of this. And after God being silent for 38 chapters, God begins to speak. And it's a beautiful thing when God speaks. But God answers Job not by answering the doubts that he has, but God answers him by telling Job who God is. You need to know that the only way you're going to get through the struggles in your life is not by you building muscle, by you saving up, by you getting an education, by all that is fine and good, but you're not going to get through this life by you building yourself up. The only way you can get through this life with purpose and meaning and live the life that God's put you on this earth to live is when you know who God is. And the number one thing that God wants you to know and God wants Job to know when he's going through suffering is, I know. I know things, Job, that you don't know. You're questioning me in suffering. You're questioning why. You're questioning God. How could you do this? You're questioning God. If only you could come. I want to put you on trial. And God's going to tell Job, I know things that you don't know, Job. And God wants to tell you, I know things that you don't know. Father's Day, right? Typically Mother's Day, I'm all like, you know, mothers, your hands were not made to hold this. Father's Day, I'm like, repent your sinners, put your pants back on, you know? It's like, welcome to church. <laughs> so weird. It's so crazy. Before I jump into the passage, I was a bit praying this morning. I want to encourage you fathers. There are so many things you don't know. And because of that, you fake it like you know it. God wants to set you free this morning and lean into the everlasting arms of Jesus and saying, I don't know. Tell your spouse, I don't know. There are things you need to know about your children, but you don't know. It's okay. Because what? God knows. God knows. Because God knows. I don't know, but God knows. Such a friend this week, I really hope that fathers, when you go back home, your kid's acting like as if he needs holy water sprinkled on him. And your spouse is like, what is going on? I hope you could say, babe, I don't know, but God knows. Let's pray for him. Holy water. No, I'm kidding. God knows. Your marriage might be really rough right now. And your counselor does not know what's happening. Hey, fathers, even your spouse does not know what's happening. But who knows? God knows. Job chapter 38, verse 1. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Who is this speaking empty words? Who is this that's darkening the counsel of knowledge when people come together like a meeting in heaven with wisdom? Who is this that's darkening the counsel of wisdom over here? The counsel word without knowledge, dress for action like a man. I will question you and you make it known to me. Come on, Job. You, for 38 chapters, you've been running your mouth now saying, Where is God? Let him show up. I have questions for him. And God says, now you dress like a man and I want to ask you questions and you answer me. Because I know and you don't know, Job. Like I said earlier, this is very important because God is going to talk directly to Job. God is not talking through a prophet. God is talking to Job. And this morning, God wants to talk to you. Directly call your name. And it says, the Lord answered. That's Yahweh. <laughs> Let your knees buckle. God is speaking from a whirlwind. God has prepared Job. If you read the previous chapter, Elihu talks about the whirlwind and how God speaks with a thundering voice. Here's God talking to Job. 
Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. LOL, sarcasm. Thank God that God, even when he's confronting you in your foolishness, <laughs> he cracks a few jokes. Or who stretched the line upon it? Or what were its bases? Uh, where, where were its bases sunk? Or who laid its cornerstone? When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy, this few chapters will give you more insight on creation than Genesis does. Let there be light in this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The angels are singing. Isn't that crazy? The picture it gives me goosebumps. And God says, where were you? I don't know. <laughs> My youngest son, you know, is like, did you pee your parents? I don't know, dad. I'm like, check, man. Like, come on. Like, can you use the bathroom before we go on a road trip? I don't know. That's how Job is. I don't know. Where were you? I don't know. See, the point is not for Job to go research on Google, be like, hmm, when was the word created? And like, God, I have a theory. I think, you know, God's like, that's not the point. God wants you to know that you don't know and God knows. Where were you when the earth was created? Where were you when I laid the foundations? Where were you when I stretched the line upon it? Where were you when its bases were sunk? Where were you when its cornerstones were laid? When the morning stars sang together, you went even there singing a flat note. Because you don't know. Or who shut in the sea with doors when it burst out from the womb? Wow. Can you picture that? The power of the awesome God. When I made clouds, ah, oh, folks, this is beautiful. When I made clouds, it's garment. That's breakthrough right here. Right here, please receive this word. When I made the clouds, it's garments. And thick darkness, it's swaddling band. You need to see my margins that I wrote on this because, oh my God, this is good. A few years ago, we did a series called When the Clouds Don't Go Away. And we spoke about anxiety and depression. My God tells me that he makes the clouds look pretty. He's like, I'll put some cute dresses on it. This little swaddling band around the clouds. How big is your God? My God is so big that even under the clouds, he says, I know things that you don't know. And because of that, you can walk through the cloud. Because that you can not just walk through the cloud, you can dance in your wilderness. Pick up your tambourine and go praise God. Because the enemies that once wanted to take you down, you will dance on their graves. My God is so big that the clouds, he knows the dark clouds. He's not, he's not unaware of it. He knows. Number one point is what? God knows. He knows. He knows. So when you're on your couch and you can't move, God knows. And so when you're stressed, God knows. When the waves come crashing in, say it with me. God knows. Isn't that such a freeing thing? To be able to rest and say, God, thank you. You know. My insecurities, you know. My fears, you know. You were there when you created the world and I was a part of it. And you know. That's all the time we have for today, but we would like to hear from you. Our address is P.O. Box 2014 Eagle, Idaho 83616. You can also listen to this message and more on the Living Church Boise app, available in your app store. 